Thanks for tuning in to the Parent Stuff Podcast. My name is Evan Semenko, and I'm the host of the Parent Stuff Podcast, and we are excited to have John Rennie on today. John is the athletic director for the Bossier Parish Community College. He's in charge of all the athletics there. He has been a longtime student ministry leader, helped with me early on, was actually a groomsman at my wedding. I'm a big fan of John, and he shares a little bit of his unique situation where he got married for the first time at 40 years old and became a stepdad of two elementary age kids and his wife, Melissa, and they are just awesome and talking through that today to help to give some tips about maybe blended families and the complications that come with that and helping through the holidays. We hope you'll give it a listen and thanks for being here. All right, we're here at the Parent Stuff Podcast. We have a great friend of mine, Mr. John Rennie. John, we've known each other a long time. It has been a long time. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for coming today to talk about some parenting. You are in a unique situation that I think a lot of people listening might relate to that have gone through. You got married at an older age. How old were you? Do you mind? Yeah, let's see. I got to think about it. Right. I was 40, actually. 40 uh, Well, I say that. Let me think. I'd put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah I was 40. <laughs> I was a few months before my 41st birthday, so yeah. I was 40. So you got married later in life, and yep. then you have stepkids. You have two stepkids. Kate and Claire. Uh, great kids. Caden's 17, a junior at Benton High School, and Claire's 14, a freshman at Benton High School. And so you got married what year? 2014. 2014. Yep. July 26. There you go. You remember that's that right. date. That's, that's good. Right. That's right. I would have edited it out if you forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I got good. that. That's Absolutely. Yeah. So that means they were older elementary age kids when you got married? Yes. Yeah, uh, Claire was going into third grade. I remember that because that was my first experience of parents night, back to school parents yeah. night. It was her third grade year. Caden was uh, going into fifth grade. So, yep. yeah, there's two years, two grades separating them. Um, so they were both at Benton Elementary at the time. Uh, so, yeah, they were third grade and fifth grade. Don't ask me the ages because I'm, yeah, I'm bad about the ages. Hey, you passed grades. the other test. Yeah. That's no problem. So you walked into a situation where you became stepdad. You had never been a parent before. And that's a pretty big jump to have all of a sudden have a third grader and a fifth grader. Yeah, it, it was quite a change. Uh for me. So Melissa and I met in January of 2014 and we were engaged in April, married in July. Um, it was, it was interesting cause I was, I was, we were right in the middle of our first season of women's basketball at Pipsy. Yeah. You know, I started the program there, was coaching. Um, and, and so, uh, that summer got married and then we got back from our honeymoon and I was named athletic director at Bipsy also. So there's a lot of life change. Yeah. You know, going <laughs> That's from a big year. <laughs> yeah, being single for forty years to being married with two kids, new job. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite a change. Uh, it, quite an adjustment just because my time wasn't just my time anymore. Yeah, that's a big deal. And I think as the demographic shift in the country, people are getting married older than ever. People are more set in their ways <laughs> and doing it and figuring things out. And that's an adjustment. That's a big change. Yeah, it's it's a big adjustment. Um, it was a big adjustment for Melissa and the kids too, obviously. But um, I, I think we, we all handled it well. And uh, God obviously, obviously helped us through um, that whole that whole process. Absolutely. So walking through that process, looking back, had you dated people that had kids before? Were you around kids a lot? Tell us about kind of experience with kids. Yeah. So I, I dated uh, a few girls that had kids. Um, most of the experience I had with kids though were my nieces and nephews. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister have four, has four kids, um, and uh, she. You know, I mean, I actually have two sisters, which my other sister had has a daughter, but she was older, Mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, she was young when I was a teenager. Uh, But my sister Amy had four kids. And um, 
I was fun Uncle John oh, with yeah. them. But it was, you know, it was great. I mean, I went over there. They they live in South Lake, Texas. And so I went and stayed with them, you know, weekend when uh, their parents were out of town. And so I had a little bit of experience with, with that. And, um, and then, you know, working with student ministry oh, for yeah. as long as I have, uh, that's, I say for the, you know, it's coming in handy at some point, you know, for the, the teenage years we're in now, but it's, it's different being a dad than being just a, a student ministry leader. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I remember being a student ministry leader and youth pastor, and it's one thing to talk about parenting. It's another thing to live it out and actually be there every day. It is. And it's it easy is. to throw stones at parents like, I can't believe they did that. And then you're in that situation like, oh, I, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I will brag on you and just for you say, you were a fantastic student ministry leader. You've always been great with teenagers from my perspective, what I've seen. And you were a big part of the student ministry launching when I came here were a huge help to me. And life changes, stuff gets busy, but... I was super thankful to have you, and I know that you are a great dad, and I've seen it in the way you interact with your kids and being there. You're a good friend and somebody that does a great job, so it was maybe set you up a little bit better, and being the fun uncle definitely helps for sure, yeah. and I think a lot of people either aren't sure or walk into that situation unsure of how to deal with kids or how to handle the relationship with an ex if they're around in the picture, and it's complicated. It, it, it is, um, and I tell you, the I have to give credit to my parents also, mm. you know, I mean, just the the, the way they raised me and my dad, especially, uh, you know, he's, he passed away in 2000. So it's hard to believe it's been 20 years, wow. but yeah, the, the example he gave of, of just being a selfless dad and, you know, not, um, a selfless dad and a selfless husband. And, and that example was, was very important to me. Um, and, and as you mentioned, it's, it's definitely, you know, you kind of, complicate things when you throw in, um, the ex-spouse yeah. and, um, you know, so I'm, I'm really not Caden and Claire's dad. Mm. Um, but, uh, I have to, you know, they, they live with us. So, I mean, I have to serve that, that father role in some respects and, and, you know, their dad is, is in their lives and involved in their lives. And so, um, and Melissa did a, a great job with making sure that, um, that adjustment was as smooth as possible. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, it's a, it's a challenge just in the fact that, you know, there's, there's other things involved with holidays, with weekends. Um, and, and it's been interesting as they moved into their teenage years because, you know, they're, I mean, look, they don't really spend much time with Melissa and I, mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're with friends, yeah, they're, with going friends. <laughs> they're doing their own thing. I mean, you know, even we're at home, they're in their rooms, they're, uh, you know, so, um, it's it's an adjustment now, you know, as they continue getting older and and uh, uh, and, and watching their relationships evolve with us and with with their dad and um, and all. So it's it's fun, challenging, but fun. Different phase. Yeah, that's right. Everybody talks about teenage phase, and I'm like, man, I sure don't think I'm gonna miss changing diapers. Right. <laughs> I know that has its own challenges, <laughs> but this phase right now is. Well, what's interesting is, and you you probably do it a little bit, maybe now with. Uh, with your kids, but as they, especially as they get older, you start thinking, man, did I do that to my parents? Right. Did I act that way? Um, and I mean, still today, I mean, just simple as folding laundry, doing laundry. Mm. And I remember my dad, you know, getting upset because my socks would be wadded up in the dirty clothes. I'm like, what does it make a difference? Well, now I see. Now I mean, you get yeah, it. You're on the I other side. It. Absolutely. Um, you know, put your dishes up. Well, 
I mean, now I get it. I mean, you know, because as a parent, you do those things over and over again, oh, yeah. and you feel like you get no appreciation for it. Mm, say that again for the parents in yeah, the back. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you. You're listening right. to this podcast. You're trying to be a better parent. We appreciate that's, that. That's right. It's <laughs> it's really, really difficult because, as I mentioned my dad, I and mean, I think parents have to approach things in a selfless manner. Mm. And, you know, I mean, that's hard enough as it is. But sure. when you We're all very yeah, selfish inherently. Yeah, absolutely. And when, but when you have to do it over and over and over again, and your kids appreciate it, but they don't necessarily show it. Right. And, you know, so that, that makes it very difficult sometimes to, to keep pressing on, but it's, you have to. Right. It's a long-term investment, right? That's they right. come back when you're your age, you're like, I'm sorry I did this. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. So you mentioned, though, with Melissa, it's mm-hmm. awesome, that she made the transition as best that she could. Can mm-hmm. you think of maybe a practical time or something that happened when you were entering into the family or maybe dealing with the ex that y'all did that you did well that you're like, this is something that could help other families maybe they hadn't thought of? Well, I think the, I mean, one, one important thing, obviously when, you know, when you have a, a relationship, a marriage that ends in divorce, mm. there's there's going to be some bitterness. Sure. I mean, there's just no doubt. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing that, even when we were dating, that stuck out with me with Melissa was, you know, she refused to speak poorly about Kate and Claire's dad, mm. especially around them. I mean, if there were gripes or something, she might come to me with them, but she would not say anything um, that, you know, in a, in a downgrading or degrading way or anything, you know, poorly about their dad in front of them. Um, and she encouraged them to, to have that relationship with him and to build that relationship with him in, in any ways that they could. Which goes back to being selfless. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, she probably did want to say stuff and yeah. point out the things he had done wrong. And yeah. I'm sure it's, it's a complicated thing. It is. Absolutely. So when you were coming into that, did you have a book you read? Did you have people you talked to? Did you go to? How did you transition? So if somebody's right now is in a dating relationship or is talking about getting married, what would you tell them as they walk into becoming a step-parent? I think the the important thing for us was, you know, I mean, and, and our relationship moved quickly. I right. mean, you know, we met in January. We were engaged in April and married in July. It's fast. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was super fast. But um when you're 40, you know, you waited a while. Absolutely. You know, you know, you kind of ready for for things to happen. But, um, for us, it was the premarital counseling with Brian Reed at the simple church. Um, you know, Brian, um, you know, talked to us about, I mean, marriage and then also just the, the idea of, uh, of the, uh, blended family. So I mean, really not a blended family. I mean, I don't have kids, but, but just, you know, Brian spoke directly to me and, you know, John, look, I mean, it's going to take time you know, with, with Caden and Claire, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have to be patient and establish that trust with them and establish that relationship with them. And, um, and, and the only way that comes is by, by loving on those kids and, you know, investing in them and, and show them, showing them that they're, you know, incredibly special and, and that you care about them. Mm. Can you think of a time or something you've done with those kids over the years or that something was meaningful or special that you did? Like, do you have dates? Did you go trips? Did you go something that you'd spend that time together? Yeah, well, just with me and the kids, there are a few things. The But the first thing, that, the first, um, I guess, event or experience that really stands out as, as just something cool, uh, Melissa and I on our honeymoon went on a cruise mm-hmm. and we came back and we're like, you know, we gotta, we gotta take the kids on a cruise at some point. They're old enough to be jealous. Yeah, they they want to be left and out. <laughs> exactly. And so, and I can't remember if it was the, it wasn't the next spring, but maybe the following spring, 
during their spring break, we told them, hey, look, we're going to go to Galveston, just go to the beach, hang out. And so we drove down to Galveston. Well, they didn't know, but we had cruise tickets. That's awesome. Yeah. And so we, you know, we stayed in the hotel one night and we got it the next morning. This hotel had an indoor pool. So Melissa took the kids, you know, swimming. And so while she's taking them swimming, I'm getting all of our luggage. I put it in the trunk of the car. And so, you know, they get done and we're like, okay, let's go grab some lunch. And, and so we're riding and, and we get where we can see the cruise ship and we tell them, Hey, look, we're fixing to get on that boat and just, you know, watch, watching their eyes and just, you know, how awesome. surprised and amazed they were. Oh yeah. Um, is fun. But, but then just sometimes we're, you know, Melissa has been out of town and, and so I've had the kids and, and it's not as much anymore because they're teenagers. Sure. But when they were younger, um, my mom's a part of the crew of Gemini, and so they were having a Mardi Gras event one time while this was out of town, so I took the kids. Yeah. And then uh, State Fair weekend, you know, Melissa, again, Melissa, every year Melissa goes on a cruise. Uh, it's a nursing education cruise. That's the way to do it. Yeah. It's a lot better course, Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Didn't go this year sure. because of COVID, but, um, you know, so I took the kids to the State Fair, you know, one, one weekend, and, you know, it's funny. I mean, you talk about technology and, and its role – you know, you, I now get these pictures that come up. And just the other day, one of those pictures came yeah. up of, you know, the memory of, of me and the kids at the state fair. And um, so those are those are times that, you know, again, just investing in them and, and spending time with them that um, makes that, that process easier. Oh, yeah. And Time Hop is an app that I use. I love. I don't know <laughs> if you have something like that that you go, but it remembers and it cuts those things. And it gives you something to talk about. Hey, you remember this? Let's celebrate that and look back on the good memories and yeah. putting that on there. Well, I use Google Photos. There you and go. Yeah, so it You're pops an up. Android I'm guy. an Android guy. That's, That's right. right. That's uh, right. Please don't turn the podcast <laughs> off. Wait, he's wrong. It's okay. But you said something about premarital counseling, and that is just a great plug again of mm -hmm. why being involved in church matters, why having a part of a church, having that. So if you get married through Simple Church, pretty much any minister can do the officiate your wedding. I'm actually doing one in a couple of weeks. I've got premarital counseling coming up, but we do require that anybody gets married at Simple Church to go through three premarital counseling sessions. Mm -hmm. Everybody does it there. So if that's something where you're close to getting married or you have a family member, relative, we really do value that. That's important to us, and it helps to have those conversations to be able to talk through it and try to help because, again, depending on the situation, it get more and more complicated. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah, look, marriage alone is is hard enough as it is. Right. I mean, it, you know, it's you really do. You you go from your time being completely your time to now it's not just your time. Whether there are kids involved or not, I mean, even if it's just you know your time becomes yours and your spouse's time, it's a major adjustment. And um, you know, I, the idea of doing that on your own without any guidance or counseling beforehand, I, I mean, I can't imagine trying to do that and so you know what brian reed provided us and and just our background at the simple church um it, it made such a such a difference it, you know it helped us that melissa and, kit and the kids went to the simple church yeah. as it was and so Absolutely. you know we we were together in the same church already uh our paths hadn't crossed before we met at church but um you know obviously now it's church is a part of our our marriage and a part of our family and um, both kids are now involved in the hsm and uh, enjoying that and uh, I get to lead their life group which is That's awesome it's really I'll be honest with you I was really concerned and wasn't sure you know how that would sure. how that would work and how that would you know how they would respond but um, I think uh, they I don't know if they would admit, admit this but I think they enjoy me 
you know, being, you know, leading that life group for yeah. them. Oh, yeah. And you get to meet their friends. Uh-huh. You get to be involved with their life, know what's going on yep. and connected with them. I think that's a great thing all around. We're a fan of that. Yeah, absolutely. You'd highly, highly encourage parents to to be involved. And, uh, you know, HSM is always looking for volunteers and leaders and, and parents. Uh, it, it definitely does give you a great opportunity to invest in your kids, get to know some of their friends, and and, and your kids see that it's important to you, so right. it becomes a little bit more important to them. Oh, yeah, that's huge. And then for yep. younger kids, that they have the FX box that they can go through and do those lessons. So we did our first lesson from the Christmas box over this past week, and talking to those and having those conversations just gives you a chance to do that. It's an event. It's something you can do. The FX box is free. You just go to thefx.tv, and you can pick one up every mm-hmm. month, and it's just a great thing to have a spiritual conversation, because it doesn't happen by accident, right? Yeah. <laughs> fighting about socks and yeah, going it's, through it's, it's it's really hard to do it without those resources right and having those resources makes a huge difference and there are some incredible parents that come up with their own stuff and do bible studies and all that but everybody's busy everybody's got yeah. stuff going on this is easy it's right there it's gonna be free you can yeah. be free and if you're out of the country you're listening out of the country sorry if you're not out of the state if you're listening somewhere else then you can actually get them shipped to you as well for 15 bucks you can yeah. get mailed to you and you can use the internet and get on there and thefx.tv well there you go and then for the you know the the parents with older kids. Yeah, we, you've, we've got table talk. Yeah, that um, the student ministry puts out, and so it provides you an opportunity to to sit around at the table or you know the living room, wherever it might be, and and kind of talk about the service and and what uh, Justin or whoever spoke had to say. So you know those resources are invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. Why well, we put them out there? Yeah. Appreciate that. So coming into the holidays, John, and we'll wrap up. What is y'all's holiday plan? Have you talked through it? How does that work with the ex being involved, and how do you all rotate, and how do your kids handle all that? It, it actually it works out pretty well um, because their dad's family does Christmas on Christmas Eve. Okay, and so they go to them with you know on Christmas Eve night. Now, normally we'll we'll go to our Christmas Eve service at the Simple Church, mm-hmm. and then they'll go do. Uh, Christmas with Keith and his family and then Christmas morning you know they wake up and and we do Christmas morning at our house Um, the biggest adjustment for me has been I always did Christmas at my sister's Mm. you know and so um, but it's the holidays honestly have have really been really smooth I mean we've been very blessed that that's not everybody's story (laughs) yeah I know it's you know it's it's not a stressful time um, as far as you know, Christmas Eve and, and sure. Christmas Day. You know, Christmas can be stressful figuring out presents and all that kind of decorations. Right. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to do outdoor decorations apparently this year. Oh, uh, apparently, yeah. that means yeah. you're being told you're doing <laughs> that's, outdoor decorations. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, it, which it's it's fun, but we we are we're very very blessed that the holiday seasons holiday season is is um, not stressful for us. And and again, I think that goes back to uh, Melissa making sure that you know those relationships are are steady and are positive and are built on you know on a on a regular basis oh that's great absolutely were your kids apprehensive about going when they were younger or they always kind of been um no i think they're more apprehensive about going now not because of uh of you know they don't want to be with their family it's just yeah they're teenagers right they don't want to be they want to do what they want to (laughs) do you know and and so and it's in the moment you know um but they're Kate and Claire are both really, really good kids, and um, I can vouch for that. I agree. Yeah, they they enjoy seeing all of their family, um, you know, their grandparents on on their dad's side, and they have some cousins on that side as well, and so they get to spend time with them, and and um, they enjoy that. 
awesome. Yeah. So last thing, John, we basket everybody. Do you guys have a holiday tradition? Do you have something you do as a family or anything that kind of stands out that maybe you share with everybody listening? Um, well, our probably one tradition, and this was something that Melissa and, and the kids did with her parents before I you know, was involved, but, uh, we go to the Rose center every year Okay, and yeah, yeah walk around. We go, we go eat at Cracker Barrel. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that our one year trip, annual trip to Cracker Barrel and, uh, and then go to the Rose center and, you know, walk around and look at the, the cart that have been decorated by the, oh, yeah. by the art classes at the schools. And, um, so it's, it's a neat little thing, simple and easy, um, pretty inexpensive. Right. Actually close. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's great. Yeah. That's the, that's the big tradition that we, we do on an annual basis. And I'm a little younger than you. I do remember being a teenager going through and not wanting to do those things. But now that I look back, I'm so glad that my parents did. Yeah. Well, and, and I tell you, Katie and Claire look forward to, to those things. I mean, we haven't really talked about the Rose Center for this year, but, uh, typically every year they look forward to it and, um, they know it's coming and, you know, they, they want to go out and do it. Now it's a little bit different. I mean, you know, when they were younger, you know, Santa Claus was involved oh, yeah. and, and those kind of things, uh, the, they have a snow machine out there. And so they always got excited about it, which, you know, now it's not as obviously not as impressive a to a teenager. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but they, they enjoy that time with us. Oh, that's great. And so I would just encourage any parents out there that maybe don't have that, or they're frustrated with their teenage kids that you just stick to it, that you try to barrel through and they will look back later. They will. They'll appreciate it. Um, you know, all the years of student ministry, um, I've, I've always told parents and have been told that students spell love T-I-M-E. Absolutely. And I was thinking about this the other day. It's, it's hard to see that sometimes in teenagers because you don't think they want to spend time with you. But they do. It's just they want to do it on their time. Right. And, and it's important to them that you're available to them. I think that's the key is – it's just they know that you're available to them and that you're willing to, to put time into them, whether it's showing up for their events um, or, or just, you know, being there when, when things aren't quite right and they, they do need somebody to talk to at that point. That's a good word. That's a good thing to end on. John, that's why I brought you on. We sure appreciate it. Thanks for being here today. Oh, man, thank you for having me, Evan. It's always good talking to you. We, we've been through a, a lot through the years of student ministry at the Simple Church and, and even a little bit before then. I will never forget my one of my favorite pictures of student ministry is you holding a bunch of kids' purses at Six Flags because you didn't want to <laughs> go and ride stuff. <laughs> that's right. You went on Six Flags trip, even though you don't like roller coasters, and yeah. were there to help, and I will always be indebted to that and uh, appreciate those, it. Oh, those trips were lots of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome, John. Thanks. Yep. It was a great conversation with John. He is a very thoughtful guy. He's been a life group leader and invested in hundreds of students over the years. I appreciate him, and I hope that helped you as well. Make sure if you want more information about high school ministry, go to thehsm.tv. Middle school ministry, if you have middle school age kids, is themsm.tv for middle school ministry. And then if you have younger kids, thefx.tv. You can also get those table talk questions sent to you every week to discuss with your teenagers at thefx.tv. Go check out those free resources resources is great. And if you have any questions or anything we could help you with, please email me evan, E-V-A-N, at thesimplechurch.tv. And all this information will be available in the show notes as well if you click on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here today.